This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. Oh, oh shit. shit, what's, what's that, that over there? there? Oh no, it's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. The difference between a numerator and a denominator is a short line. Only a fraction will get this. <laughs> Two thimble dicks and a crash cart will be right back. Yeah. Yep. There's uh, sections of North Dakota where they've upped the speed limit to 80. Which I'm all for. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If you do that and you die, it's on you. Right. There was there was a time not too long back. In fact, it was in the 90s. Uh, my oldest brother lived in Montana, and the speed limit on the interstate was reasonable and prudent. There was no speed limit. I love it. So, you know, if it was raining or snowing real hard and you were driving well, we super 80, fast, yeah. they would pull you over. But if it's dry, clear roads, daytime, you can go 120 if you can if you wanted to. Yeah, they're like, look, there's no danger, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you hit a moose. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, that's on you because you yeah. chose it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got an interesting story. Did anyone see where De- DeMar Hamlin is cleared to play? Oh, yeah, I, I heard a rumor about that, but I wasn't sure. No, I found the actual article. Wow. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, he has been cleared to play, and he's going to play this year. Amazing. Well, good. Yeah. Good. So I guess it was just kind of a fluke thing that stopped his heart and not a, not yeah. a um, defect or... <laughs> Or anything that's going to bug him again. Yeah, well, they made the announcement at the combine in Indianapolis said that he had been cleared to play. Wow. And he said he will be there and his team wants him. I found that very interesting that he is willing to go play so quick after he could have easily stayed on that slab. Yeah. He could yeah. have actually much, much easier stayed on that slab than be alive right now. Right. What, what's going on? I Topher's thought I saw that woman again. You must really think it's her. Oh, it's not her? Okay. Okay. If she had much, much redder hair, that would probably be Jennifer Anthony. Oh. My wife's cousin. She just moved up from Florida. Oh, okay. Too cold for her. She wouldn't be out right now. (laughs) But she has much redder hair than than that woman does. But they're they're very similar. Hmm. Okay. Um, We've got another story here. Paul Gilbert, guitarist. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. good guitarist. Mm-hmm. Very good. You know, he released a Dio album. 
with nothing but Dio songs as a tribute. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is unique because it has absolutely no vocals except Gilbert's lead guitar. Crazy. So he laid wow. down the uh, the rhythm, uh-huh. had everything else, bass, drums. Then he comes by with the rhythm guitar and he plays his version of If Dio Was a Guitar. Wow, that's interesting. It is. I thought it was a very iffy idea at first. Yeah, on the face of it, it could get really bad. I listened to it, and I liked it. Good. Yeah. Good it was very good. Uh, and also, I loved the sound of the uh, songs. Mm-hmm. Number one, Man on the Silver Mountain. Oh, yeah. Iconic rainbow song. Very, very good. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That, that, uh... That chord progression, that rhythm, that uh, that uh, whole songwriting on there is just simple, but so good. Mm. Yeah, that's always been one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's great. Number two, Neon Knights. Yeah. Neon Knights, Great Black Sabbath 2. Number three, another one that I love for Rainbow, Rainbow Starstruck. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Starstruck's awesome. Number four, Heaven and Hell. And that thing is very interesting because of Dio's vocals on it and how powerful, yeah. and how they're powerful in certain areas are more powerful. Uh-huh. He does that with guitar. He simulates Dio singing like he did on there, which is hard to sing, let alone play a guitar to. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd have to convey the, the emotional impact of the words that Dio would be singing. You still That's have to play that That's what got me was he did it. Yeah. He really did it and I was very skeptical when I first started listening to it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. I think it's just a gimmick. Mm. No, it's good. I don't know if it's a gimmick or not, but it was very good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Wow. Number five, I love the selection, Country Girl. Wow. Country Girl is a very lesser known song off of uh, Mob Rules on side two, mm-hmm. first yeah. song. Like deep tracks. It, it's a deep track yeah. and it's really, really good. I'll put it like this. Anyone that loves Sabbath with Dio would know that song and go, oh, I love that song. Mm-hmm. So, number six, this is a solo iconic song. And the Cancer Fund is named after it in Dio's name, Stand Up and Shout. Mm, okay. Which is a very good, really rhythmic um um, what would you call it? Anthem? Yeah, kind of a protest anthem. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Number seven, The Last in Line, which is a great Dio song. And think of the vocal think of the vocals on that and think of someone playing guitar to that. That would that could be cool. This next one is an old one off of uh, uh, one of the first rainbow songs and it was so good because he was doing these compositions that actually has some Mozart and a little Beethoven and I forgot who all else. Uh, um, uh, anyhow, Kill the King. Oh, I don't think I know that one. Uh, it is, um, what was there, very famous Rainbow Rising. Oh, okay. Off of Rainbow yeah. Rising. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that. Number nine is a very odd song, but I love it. Don't Talk to Strangers. <laughs> The, the chords that Vivian Campbell do on the intro of that song are amazing because he kind of plucks. Yeah. And then Dio does that little harmony that's just perfect. So, uh, anyhow, this is a very good rendition and I love it. Number 10, just a great song from Heaven and Hell, side two, Lady Evil. Mmm. It's interesting how you pick these songs. 
well, all of them, well, obviously he is a fan because he wanted to do this, yeah. you know, to, uh, you know, memorialize and salute Dio. But his song selection proves what a fan he is, in my opinion. I'm guessing there are probably a handful of songs that he wanted to do, but couldn't figure out a way to do them the way he wanted. There's a handful of songs he had to do to get the common. Yeah. Yeah. Number 11, Holy Diver. You'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. That song still to this day, whenever I hear it, it gives me chills. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That song is just, it's so powerful. Yeah, I I have a iHeart store on iHeart. I have a radio station. So, oh, okay. And, and is, uh, is this the same one that you use to listen to us? Yes, yes. All right. Oh, I feel yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Good company. And then I number... Saw, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that I saw a photograph of Paul Gilbert when he was a teenager, and he had just won the guitar contest at some local music store. And they had a guitar off. You know, everyone shows up and plays guitar. And... Uh, I, oh, I was trying to remember all the things they're saying about him, but it's when nobody knew who Paul Gilbert was. Yeah, and now he everybody just does. Yeah. shredded his brains out. And the guy he beat for the competition was a guy who played with a guitar in each hand and just did tapping on both guitars. Oh, wow. But Paul Gilbert actually played, you know, like a real well, guitar. Paul Gil- Gilbert is one of these uh, guitarists that kind of missed the timeline for his type of playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he should have been in a bigger band. Yeah. He should have been in a big band playing because he's that good. Yeah. You know, he should have been like one of the guys of Whitesnake for at least yeah. a couple albums. Yeah. So, yeah. anyhow. Uh, number 12, Long Live Rock and Roll. Oh, ah, that's a great <laughs> one. Yeah, and uh, that is all the tracks off that album, but, man, it was really good. If you're a Dio fan to... and a guitar fan, it's a must. I'm going to have to look into that. You need to. Yeah. And you'll be pleasantly surprised, I'm sure. It was done with a lot of taste and a lot of talent. And a lot of love. The guy was obviously a huge Dio fan. I'm glad that there are still musicians and affiliated people who are putting out the music that people like us want to listen to. Because, you know, we don't want to listen to Adele or Katy Perry or whoever the current manufactured star is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that music like this is being still made and released and put out in a good quality format instead of just, you know, well, crappy basement tapes because that's all we got. No, I mean, and another thing is, is uh, a lot of them, like Alice Cooper, um, are doing it to kind of support because they still tour so much. Yeah. And I think it goes hand in hand now, the touring and the selling of CDs. Yeah. You're there, and he plays a couple of songs. Uh, I'm talking about Cooper. If Ozzy ever gets back up there on there, you know, he could do the same thing mm-hmm. and has before. But what you do is you kind of semi-promote the new album. Yeah. Just go, you know, this is a new one. Or you just play it, and people, people around you will give it away. The yeah. real fans will go, oh, yeah, this is off his new album, man. It yeah. came out uh, in July. And the people are like, man, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, when they're on their way out, when they're grabbing that shirt, they're like, you know what, I'll take that CD, too. And, you know, that would help justify those insanely high ticket prices for these tours. Exactly. If they, if you were going to go hear some new music, like, what, with the Eagles going for five and $6,000 a ticket or something once you added in all wow. the fees? I and would never get fucking stuff. bent over like that. No. Oh, it's just, you know, it's to hear the same songs they've done over and over and over, and uh, half of them are dead now, and it's like, why? Yeah. I have no interest. I, I've, got another, I've got another issue with it, too, and I put it like this, kind of. 
As long as there's one starving children in America, <laughs> yeah. six thousand for a ticket, you are the fucking problem. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Springsteen ran into that too with their dynamic pricing. His yeah, ticket I know. prices were pushing ten grand. And he had such a goody two shoes reputation. Uh-huh. And then he, he was the old there. working class hero guy yeah. in blue uh, jeans, uh-huh. born yeah. in the USA. Yeah, and then it's like, hey douchebag, mm. look at this shit. Yeah. Not the good kind of douchebag yeah. like no. us. No. Bad kind no. of douchebag. Yeah, and we have a new crack staff. Oh we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started out with the, you know, cocaine crack staff. But and then we- they were very stealing our shit and they yeah. didn't get anything done. They're very unreliable. So then we went to the plumber's crack for our crack staff. We got tired of warm pencils. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it stank all the time. Yeah, they so. stuck them in their ass crack to warm them up and yeah. we'd have to use one. Yeah. So so now our crack staff is made up of people who when they stand up all their bones and joints go crack. Yeah. So that's the crack in our crack and staff. We actually fit in with them better than anybody. Yeah, that's hey, true. I, I can fit in too. Hey, uh, yeah. We're live at the city market, and look at the guy playing banjo over there. And I don't even know, did we even say we're live at the city market? I don't even think we have. No, we, we, we kind of started on the run when those girls sat down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, you'll hear this later. We, we had a couple of chicks that were walking by on there, and then we had a couple of African-American gentlemen, and both of them were very good, very entertaining uh, talk. And they would have made a cute couple if they, you know, if been they here at the same ever time. met up. Yeah, yeah they could yeah. go double date. You know. Yeah, they could. Girls from Utah and they were leaving. You know, they could go out and have dinner. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Because we know there are no African Americans in Utah, so you know they might, you know, they might be. Very few. There actually are some no, more there, than there African Americans. I'm, I'm joking around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What are the Utah actually, jokes I know I've heard? One. Okay. I know an African-American guy that's Mormon, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so anyhow. There was that character on House who was a, a black Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Th- things. But since i got to perpetuate the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Things about Utah. Uh, I've heard that uh, uh, for an alcoholic, you don't want to be caught in Utah after sundown because... All the liquor stores close. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and there's not as many of them either. No, no. They're tightly controlled, and they have the blue yeah. laws like we used to. Sunday, forget it. Mm-hmm. And after a certain time, forget it. All yeah, that stuff, yeah. yeah. And let's see. Well, we called them the blue laws. I don't know what they call them there. Yeah. And when Brigham Young was alive, they used to say all, all the women in Utah marry young. Yeah. 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 Brigham yeah. Young. Um the uh, Utah drivers are universally referred to as Utards. Utards. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that, and actually, I experienced that um, going and seeing my nephew Cody in Grand Junction, Colorado, which is right next to you. Oh yeah, that's very close. Yeah, I seventy there. The Utards were everywhere, very yeah. prevalent, all over the place, uh, driving like uh, like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Bass player I used to work with, Kurt Coolidge. He lived in. Uh, I think it was Salt Lake City, somewhere in Utah for a bit. I think he was working for uh, Muzak at the time. Uh-huh. And, um... Like the music service Muzak? Yeah, they're still around. Uh, they're totally different from what they used to they be. They would have to be. They're online now, I yeah. believe, aren't they? Um, but you can also get it installed. But uh, he, he said he, he just didn't really enjoy his time in Utah. The people are uptight. It's, it's just no fun. And he said, yeah, the drivers are just awful. Utah. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, they said they're more near Wyoming than they were in Utah, so yeah. I think it's yeah, because they didn't seem too uptight at all. Okay. Well, he's, he was he was more in the city. Okay. But uh, but yeah, he worked for Muzak 
um, what I can what I remembered with Muzak was they would make really lame versions of popular music and they do it with strings and horns no vocals and it would just be like you know syrup to pour in your ear while you're shopping or at the well, doctor's office and it was what really hurts is when you hear your music yeah being turned into music because then all of a sudden you realize you got a little gray on you yeah yeah, yeah. but apparently music turned into something else they would install professional systems mm-hmm in uh, like doctor's offices or shopping centers or whatever there is a huge variety of music available um, it is low cost because they don't have to pay the initial you know rights to yeah, play that's the song right. this is royalties um, he made a killing I mean McCurt's the kind of guy who could sell anything to anybody because he's just got an act for it but uh, he said that he made just you know tons of money working for music and doing all these installs and he says it's not your you know it's not Lawrence Welk music anymore they no, no, have some no. decent it, stuff last know. time I heard music in the elevator was Motley Crue um, it was uh, Poison mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe it I'm sitting there going wait, wait a minute what is it wait a minute that's Motley Crue and then I'm like <laughs> yeah. wait a minute what is it wait a minute that's Poison uh-huh. and then they oh. went on to play a couple of songs that I didn't really recognize that well and then I think they played like something like um Three Dog Night or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But it used to be always, you know, I guess like Jeremiah was a falling on my head. Yeah, and stuff and, like that. You know. you know, I'd like to teach the world to sing. A lot That's of American standards that we were talking about, oh, yeah. like California mm-hmm. and cruise ships over there seem to be into now. Yeah. Uh, it might be a mood thing and a copyright thing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, did you uh, hear about the new Southwest problem again? Oh, gosh. No, I haven't heard it. Okay. Now, this is a few days ago. The Federal Aviation Administration on Tuesday morning lifted a nationwide ground stop to Southwest Airline flights uh, after earlier issuing the order citing equipment issues. Mm. That's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. Equipment issues mean everything in the air could come right down. Mm. There's still a a hold on flights into Dallas Left Field, but it isn't now. When when I captured this... uh, article, there is still one. Yeah. The FFA says, there still may be other re- uh, residual flight delays as a result of the pause, and there's like hundreds, if not into the thousands of flight delays mm. that day and night because of this. Yeah. Southwest Airlines requested the FFA pause airline departures, the agency told CNN in a statement. <laughs> Southwest wow. reported technology issues Tuesday morning and said it would hopefully be resuming our operation as soon as possible. That's pretty serious if the airline is is asking the FAA to You're getting where I'm getting. Because when I first read I was like, okay, the FFA saw a potential issue. So that could be something horrible or it could be something small. So Southwest is coming to them and saying, hey, stop us. Yeah, Southwest, that tells me Southwest knows they were about to kill somebody. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The flight tracking website, Flight Aware, said more than 1,500 of the airline's flights, okay, so it was in the thousands, delayed Tuesday far ahead of any U.S. carrier. Mm. Southwest called the problem intermittent technology issue. That's even worse. That's so bland and meaningless. Yeah, it means, oh, oh, everything's okay now. Take off. Oh, shit. Everything's not okay. Hold Uh on. Stay in air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, intermittent means it could happen anytime and they don't know what's causing it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so that's even more concerning is, okay, everything's great, take off. I'm like, oh shit, no it isn't. 
So then what do you do when everybody's in air and you don't know where they're at? Yeah. Yeah. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause, but we're hoping to get everyone going ASAP. The airline wrote in another social media post. Oh, my gosh. And another thing about the first big failure that they had, they had others, too, because I was a victim of one um, around New Year's, Uh two years prior, where I waited in Miami for eight hours in a line, Mm. and then I ended up having to get another, get a room for two more days. Uh because they couldn't get us out. They yeah. kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, and then finally they said, well, we don't have any more flights. Mm-hmm. And I said, why didn't you tell me this at first? I could have been on the beach all fucking day. They won't tell you because they don't want to lose you as a customer. Exactly. They'd rather make you wait three days and still get your money than yeah. tell you now and have you go fly on a different carrier. And the people there I could have went off on had nothing to do with it. So yeah. it's kind of like one of those deals like, you know what? Um, noted. Mm-hmm. Noted. Yep. And that's why I'm switching airlines. As soon as I use the rest of my vouchers up, that's it. I'm done with that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anyhow, yeah, it was so bad that the government made them give everybody money back and flights back and credit and vouchers. They made them. They ordered them to give back to and people. What a rarity for the federal government to stand up to the airline industry. Well, it had to have been horrible. Yeah. And there had to have been a million people complaining to their congressmen. Yeah. So, hmm. yep. Go ahead. You remember JetBlue? I remember them. They're barely around anymore, but yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I watched a show about a JetBlue air crash. Um, they flew DC-9s, I think. And they bought yeah, a bunch of old that sounds ones. About, yeah, that sounds about right, because that's yeah. how they initiated yeah. was they had yeah. older aircrafts, but if you wanted to save a ton on a flight, there they were. So they, they bought these older DC-9s, Yeah. and uh, all planes have oxygen generators in the overhead compartment. You know how the mask drops down, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you have to pull on the mask. By pulling on the mask, that, uh, that starts a ch- uh, chemical reaction within the oxygen generator. It's not like a little can of oxygen. It's chemicals. And when they combine, they make oxygen, and that's what you breathe. Um, and they have to be surrounded by a heat shield because they get just insanely hot. Uh, hot enough to ignite paper. Um, but they have a shelf life, so after a certain length of time, you got to get rid of them. So JetBlue is taking all these oxygen generators out of their planes and uh, replacing them with new ones. And they were told, okay, send the old ones back, but you got to put a safety cap on them so they don't start generating oxygen, you know, during shipping. Uh-huh. So JetBlue didn't have any of those caps. Decided not to bother getting any. So what they did was they would just, you know, put tape on it or, or cut the cord off. And for every one of them, they put a green tag saying expired. You know, these are canisters about the size of uh, a, like a one-liter bottle of soda. Okay. That's about how big they are. And they sat around for a couple of months in the in the service area. I can tell you what happened already, but go and, ahead. Uh, it, was, it was a company called SaberTech that did all this. And they said, okay, well, these belong to JetBlue. Let's just give them back to JetBlue. So they took them over to JetBlue and dumped them off. JetBlue got a hold of them and said, what are these things? And they wrote them down on the manifest not as expired oxygen generators, but oxygen canisters empty oh boy 
So when it was loaded on the airplane, the flight crew saw that they had empty oxygen canisters. And they're like, oh, all that's in them is air. Because they're empty oxygen canisters. And they had 144 of them. Oh, man. Okay. And what happened was when the plane took off, uh, these oxygen canisters, generators, were sitting on top of tires, boxes of paper, all sorts of other cargo. As the plane bumped down the runway, one of those canisters activated. And it heated up, and then it activated the rest of them. And then it set the tires on fire, and it set the uh, uh, boxes of shit on fire. Oh, man. Wow. And the temperature reached over 3,500 degrees in the cargo hold. It burned through the floor into the airplane. Were they off of the... They were, they were in the air. The fumes decapa- uh, incapacitated everybody. Everybody just passed out from the fumes, and they nosed down and went crash right into the Everglades. Wow. Fuck. And two years prior, the FAA had told uh, airliners, you need to put fire suppression equipment in your cargo holds. Smoke detectors, fire detectors, and fire suppression equipment. What all of the airlines did was, we'll just make them airtight. That way, if a fire breaks out, it uses up all the air, the fire goes out. Except in this case, because it was oxygen generators. generators. All all 144 were producing all the oxygen that that fire needed. Wow. It was just like putting the plane into a blast furnace. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that changed regulation. They said, okay, from now on, you have to. Everybody has to. Well, that was the whole idea behind it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and then you're know, mislabeling the cargo. You know, if 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 the flight crew had known what their cargo was, they might have refused to take off. Yeah, they might have. Yeah. Yeah. Did everybody yeah. die or not? Yeah, everybody died. How many? Uh, it was less than a hundred because there wasn't any many people on board. But flight crew three, two flight attendants, and then like ninety some passengers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it was a DC nine. It wasn't that big of a plane. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that really. Uh, <laughs> JetBlue never really recovered from that. Wow. Yeah. of Cheez-Its will be right back. Hey, look. I think we found land. Oh my god, I think we're safe. Oh no. It's the island of horrible jokes. Thank you, Cindy, Christopher's wife. Mm. She made us a nice lunch and we're oh gonna eat God. while we're podcasting, so here's the wrapper. Mm. This way y'all y'all can be jealous that we're eating yummy food and you're not. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I <clears throat> I think I mentioned on a podcast recently that Ford has stopped production, the F one fifty lightning, the all electric pickup. Uh-huh. It turns out that they've uh, they've just now confirmed what the problem has been. I thought they shut down production permanently because it wasn't selling. But apparently, in early February, they had a number of uh, completed pickups sitting in a holding lot. 
and one of them caught on fire, just spontaneously started burning, set the other two next to it on fire, and all three of them just burned to the ground. Wow. Um, so then they stopped making them at that point, mm-hmm. and um, they, they said that it was a battery thing, um, because they've resumed production already. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it was battery supplier SK on SKON SK on to re- to address the problem. So apparently they fixed the problem and they're back in production. Ford uh-huh. says we quickly identified the problem uh-huh. that it was rare, uh-huh. not related to any production wide design flaw, mm-hmm. and none of the vehicles already delivered are in danger. None of them need to be returned and changed or anything. How bizarre that they caught the problem immediately before any of the vehicles left the lot. I don't believe it. (laughs) Uh, Unless those batteries were so defective that they immediately burned up before any of them get get delivered to a customer. Uh, Corporate doublespeak, Mm -hmm. man. That's just bullshit. Lawyers, lawyers, lawyering up. Now, the big problem with these big battery fires is that the battery is storing a ton of energy. Uh-huh. And energy can't just disappear. It has to go somewhere. It has to do something. Uh-huh. So when the battery starts to burn and these things just, they All generate right. power and they make themselves We're already burn. on air. So go <laughs> ahead, Ron. So as these batteries start to burn... The burning releases more energy that's stored in the battery, and that keeps the fire going, and then the fire releases more energy, so it's a cycle. It's a feedback cycle. Yeah. Now, starving the blaze of oxygen doesn't work. Um, because the... Uh, there we go. Because the fire isn't burning oxygen. It's burning the battery and its energy. Okay. And submerging it in carbon dioxide foam, that doesn't work either. Pretty much all you can do when one of these car batteries starts burning like that is submerge the whole thing in water. Wow. Because the water will cool it, the water will ground out the electrical charge, uh-huh. and that puts out the fire. But if your Tesla or your Ford electric vehicle is at the side of the road and burning, you're out of luck. Nothing's going to put it out. It's going to burn until it's all burned up. Here my Velveeta pack. <laughs> wow. And like you said, how convenient they found they yeah. found the problem right before. Yeah. Right before. Yeah. According to Ford, none of these defective batteries have left for a lot yet. And they caught them all. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. Not for a second. Nope. And also a problem with these vehicle batteries is they store heat within them. Uh-huh. And hours later they can reignite. You know, you put it out, and then it reignites. And I, I've seen a video of firefighters of this electric car, and they say, we put this thing out four times already. And you wait long enough, it just fires right back up. And there's going to be so many problems and lawsuits. Yep. I it's, mean, it'll look, be like the early days of the combustion engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Tesla and all the problems suddenly they're having. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Wow. Um, did you hear about the uh, $20 million in gold that was stolen? No. 
uh, in Toronto at the airport. No, huh? Yeah. A container, a container carrying gold and other high-value items worth at least 20 million Canadian police um, was stolen Monday from Toronto's Pearson Airport, police said. The cargo arrived in an aircraft early in the evening. Hill Regional Police Inspector Stephen Devinstein, or whatever, uh, Golfenstein, Golfenstein, yeah, told reporters on Thursday the container was then uploaded and transported to a holding facility in accordance with the airport standard procedures for air cargo. Sometime after that, roughly five square foot container was removed by illegal means and reported missing to the police shortly afterwards. That was an inside job all the way. Oh, yeah. It just happened they had enough time to leave the grounds, then they report it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my prediction is, is there's like 10 or 12 people there at the airport in on it. Yeah. And I'll bet you anything, the police already know who all did it, and they're already <laughs> yeah. just zo- zooming in on them. The container contained a high-value shipment, which was mostly gold. Mm. Or should there be security cameras? That's right, yeah. Yeah. It was an inside job. I'm sure they temporarily quit working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Weird. How bizarre to be shipping gold around like that, you know? Yep. Yeah. You wouldn't think anyone would ship gold like that. Wouldn't you, like, hire somebody in an armored vehicle? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe it's coming from overseas. I don't know. That could be. And I'm sure it's insured to the max, so they probably don't really give a ship. They'll get the value of it. Oh, look at this. Casey Water warns about wastewater overflow in the River Market area. Oh, nice. That's right where we are. Uh-huh. Maybe that smell wasn't us. No, maybe not. Mm. Broken water main near East 2nd Street in Delaware on Thursday. Wastewater ran into a ditch near the tracks and the storm line that leads into the Missouri River. So it was washing a whole bunch of street crud and dirt and residue directly into the Missouri River. So they had to shut that off, and then they had to shut off the water line. No, no boil warning or anything is needed because it was basically dumping into the river. But apparently, it's illegal to dump wastewater directly into the river before you treat it. So that's why they had to stop it. Yep. It's all right. All right. That wasn't much. You know, in Kansas, uh, they got a new problem there. Yeah. People finding five-dollar bills in their lawn. Huh. Folded up $5 bill. The problem is, is it contains meth or fentanyl. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Earlier this afternoon, a citizen contacted uh, the on-duty deputy to report. Uh, this is in rural Kansas, in western Kansas. Uh, the name of the town is Dighton. Dighton, Kansas. And I guess this happened to a few people. They went outside, and on their lawn was a folded up $5 bill. On the surface, it's like, score, great, yeah. yay. Well, they had either fentanyl or meth, and it was folded up, so when people open it up, they touch it. Ah. Fentanyl 
can kill you easily. Yeah. Well, meth can too, but fentanyl, if you touch it, it can kill you. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the dosage. And other drug interactions and yeah. things like that, but yeah, yeah, it's bad news. And they did not specify how much the dosage was, whether it's enough to kill people or not. But this has been happening, and it happened to a few people. And then in a town, I think about 30 miles away, when I looked up on the uh, um, on the atlas or you know internet, when I looked it up, mm-hmm. it was about 30 miles away. That happened there too, to a couple of houses. So evidently, some psychopath was putting fentanyl and uh, meth in folded up $5 bill. and just casually throwing it on people's lawns, where a kid can grab it, a pet can grab yeah. it, whatever. Plus, I think some of these are people being pulled over, sort of tossing stuff out the window. And it winds up on people's lawns. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not in this case, because it seems, you know, happened like to a couple people, then happened another place in a couple, you know. So, anyhow, yeah. So, and then some of it is that, too. Because just like we used to throw beers out the window when the cops weren't looking, remember? There'd be a cop following us around. We'll go around a curb real quick, throw out five beers real quick, and then when he stops, we'll go, we don't have nothing in here. Yep. You know, you guys didn't throw anything out when you rounded the curb, did you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Uh, well, no, sir, not at all. I got time we got caught in Warrensburg. Uh, Jeff Huey was driving. Were you with us? And someone oh. spilt wine all over his white pants, and he oh, got out. Man. The cop stopped us, he got out, and he said, and said, has the driver been drinking? He said, no. How come that's red wine all over your pants? Uh, <laughs> but then they had like an armed robbery, which never happened there at the time. Happened the same time that they were interrogating us kids, and they left. They had to leave. They have enough police force. So, we looked out on that. Okay. Um, you know, science, scientists studying a giant collection of plastic trash floating in the middle of the open ocean have found some unexpected inhabitants. Dozen of marine species that usually stick close to the coast. I've heard of this. They're starting to create their own uh, ecology. Their own econ- uh, yeah. yeah, their own ecology there in the, in the garbage patch. Yeah. They're just like, hey, this looks like a good place to have a little home. <laughs> Among the plastic debris, the researchers found all kinds of in, uh, non, nonative species. From sorry, I got quit eating. <laughs> from uh, from worms to amoebas to find any uh, to find that many coastal species on relatively uh, small sample size was shocking," said Lindsay Haram a marine ecologist who did this research while working at the Smithsonian Environmental Research Center. The findings published in Nature's Ecology and Evolution should help overrun the long idea that the open ocean is a barrier that most coastal species could never breach. Yeah, they found a way out there. They did. And you know, we probably can't clean up the garbage now because creatures live there. Yeah. It's like if you accidentally create a wetland, you can't undo it. That's right. Now that it's a wetland, you have to leave it there. Yeah. And think of this now. Garbage might become protected. Oh, wow. Maybe so. Yeah. No, just like the sandbars that they built on the Missouri River so the mm-hmm. so the uh, water wouldn't just run off so quick. Yeah. 
all of a sudden a certain uh, frogs, a certain species of frogs started developing there. I'm even, not even sure if they had them before the sandbars. Wow. Now they can't move them. They gotta yep, stay there. It's become a habitat. Yep. Oh. I guess it's good that the garbage is made of plastic because it'll last for thousands of years. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's never gonna, it's never going to dissolve. So they got a home for life. Yeah. This region between Hawaii and California has become a giant garbage soup because currents drag and floating debris that accumulates over time. Yeah. Most of the plastic trash from there that was examined by researchers shows signs of being colonized. By, so most of it by coastal species. Yeah. So they jump on it when it was on the beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, and followed it out. Yeah, and then it just you wow. know. That's and started amazing. doing what they do, hanging out, reproducing, and now all of a sudden it's like little barriers of floating barriers of a species that should be on land. That's pretty cool. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's see here. There's a fireball in northern Maine. It always sounds good. A rare fireball was spotted streaking across the northern main sky in broad daylight last week. Experts hoping to study the meteorite are now offering a financial reward to anyone who can recover a piece of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? They're like, yeah, hey, man, you find this thing and bring it to us, you get some money. It's probably not worth anything to anyone else except them. Yeah. It's not the kind of thing you can fake. No. <laughs> you, they, they can tell. Hey! Hey, how much? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good to see you. I'm good. Good seeing you. So, uh, just my wife and my family and my mom. Oh, hey. Mark. Hey, nice to meet you guys. Good to see you, Mark. Yeah, good seeing you. Will you be there tomorrow? No. Someone said no. No. Oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, NASA says that uh, this was the first radar-observed meteorite fall over... Uh, uh, meteorite fall ever seen in Maine. So wow. Maine has never seen a meteorite before? Doesn't seem like there's any reason they would avoid Maine. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's just because it's small? I guess. Probably just, I'm sure it's fell before, just no yeah. one's ever noticed. Yeah, that's true. That's especially unusual because most fireballs are spotted during the night. When their light contrasts against the dark sky, as the main mineral and gem museum noticed in a Wednesday Facebook post, mm-hmm. this uh, football, uh, this fireball being—I always think of football. <laughs> this fireball being seen during the day is incredibly rare. Imagine how bright it would have been at night. It added it. So oh, they yeah. saw it during the day. Wow! They just Think bright. how bright that had to be. People probably thought that Russia shot off their missiles. I mean, oh, wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, that'd be the first thing I thought. Something like that. I'd be like, you can see that during the day. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Using radar, NASA was able to detect the meteorites had fallen and, and calculate where they may have landed. Noted that strong winds up to 100 miles per hour carried smaller ones across the border into Canada. The mile wide stream field stretches from just north of uh, White, Maine to Canoes, New Brunswick. So all the way up to New Brunswick. And the Mineral Museum is encouraging people to go explore it. Neat. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I was starting to remember the the meteorite that fell in, I think it was Siberia Uh in 1903. I think it's called Tunguska Forest. Um, 
witnesses say this giant fireball came streaking overhead, and then there was the most insane, ear-shattering, ground-shaking explosion. And when they went to look at the impact site, trees were leveled for like a mile out from this impact crater. It's just enormous and crazy. Um, they realized later through you know, lots of research that it was a meteorite that exploded just above the ground from internal pressures and heats, etc. But the thing is, it mimicked a nuclear detonation so closely that it, if, if it had happened in 1953 instead of 1903, it probably would have started World War III. Wow! There is no way they could have gotten the information to Russia in time that this wasn't the U.S. exploding a nuke over their territory because it looked just like that. Wow! Fifty years later, and we probably would be a burned-up cinder of a planet right now. Wow! Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. Like, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like, um, I was reading a book on where it was like an old attorney general. Uh huh. He's, he's since passed away since he set the book out. He set the book out. It's like ninety something. Mm-hmm. The closest we ever came to nuclear war, like government wise, mm-hmm. was during the Nixon administration. And um, oh wow. Yeah. And what happened was this. They um, all of a sudden, the, they have the guy monitoring, you know, and their computer back then said that Russia sent off all their missiles. Whoa. So he closed it out or whatever, then brought it back to make sure, you know, it wasn't a, a mistake. It still showed mm. that it was, all these missiles are coming at us. So he's like, oh, fuck. Woke up the president. Mr. President, it appears that Russia has sent all their nuclear weapons at us. What? Yeah, it, it looks like, okay, here's what you have to do. And Nixon told him, like, you know, Maybe you need to do one more check, but use your own judgment. Mm-hmm. He did one more check, and he noticed some inconsistencies. Oh! He called the president back. He said, "There's some inconsistencies." The president said, "Wait, don't do shit." And then he said, um, "He had I don't know some other people go in there and check with him, and they found out that it was just a complete." computer glitch mm. that said that they launched them all and we were literally we were literally 30 seconds away from hitting that button yep god and nobody knew about it yep that had been so tight lipped nobody knew about it until he wrote the book and mm. now nobody still knows about it because nobody reads books yep and a lot of people wouldn't care they're like oh well it didn't happen yeah who cares <laughs> yeah. hey isn't bat and mitten on uh, ESPN 4 yeah, it is. Turn it there. Well, I have discovered recently that according to at least one person, it is a bad thing to intentionally lose weight. There is a, a woman who I guess you would call her a fat advocate. Really? And in her opinion, which she has stated on a uh, video in public media, uh-huh. That intentionally losing weight is fat phobic. That means you're a bad oh person. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it offends her as a fat person that people would intentionally lose weight to not look like her. So that means you're a hater if you intentionally lose weight, apparently. 
just goes to show you, if you can think of anything long enough, you can come up with any conclusion. What I started thinking of immediately was, okay, if you intentionally gain weight, then... Are you a skinny hater? You're a hater for thin people or anorexics. Oh, that's so right. So you can't yeah. do that either. You know what? You've got to stay the same your whole you've life. Got to, you've got to weigh one weight, and you've got to stay that your entire life. Okay. <laughs> she was probably kind of the, person, the same kind of person that said if you changed your, uh, I mean, if you decide to learn a new language, it means you're a hater of your old language. No. <laughs> People yeah. get to do different things. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're I, no longer driving a Ford? You hate Ford. No, you know, yeah, that's what I mean. People overthink shit mm. so much, or they try to come up with stuff mm -hmm. to pound on somebody purposely. You know what I mean? I kind of think in this case, this woman wants to change reality. You know what? To where, right. to where she's not the oddball. Right. She wants the world to change its opinion to where being fat is idolized and and uh, encouraged and enjoyed, and everybody wants to be that. Yeah. Which is total fantasy because. People get to be what they want to be. Some people want to be big. Some want to be small. Some want to go back and forth. You know. Some want to be stick skin and bones. You know, it's not yeah. up to anybody to say, "Oh, the whole world should like this because that's how I am." Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. That's like saying, um, "I like oatmeal cookies, but not chocolate chip cookies." No, I want you to like oatmeal cookies too. Mm -hmm. well, I just don't like them. I don't like the taste. No, no, no. You need to like them. Yeah. Because if you don't. Then oh, you're discriminating against oatmeal cookies. So <laughs> next time you grab a box of cookies, there better be some fucking oatmeal in there. No. I mean, to me, that's about the same thing. Yeah. But the the just kind of patheticness. It is of not being able to feel good about who you are and what you are and how you look. That you have to go out of your ways to criticize strangers who don't even know you. We've never heard of you. For doing something probably positive yeah. with their life. Pretty much everybody agrees that you're healthier at a certain weight or in a range of weight. I mean, but she doesn't want that to be reality. She wants the reality to be that everyone's a hater who's not like her. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason there's like these, uh, everything's based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Mm -hmm. And uh, so much of this, so much of that. Less of this, less of that is what's accepted and used mm -hmm. as guidelines. Yep. And that's because these people did the research. They know what they're talking about. They're telling you what is bad for you and what you should not do. So if you have like 30% body fat, not good. Yep. The way it is. You, you kind of notice you don't see a lot of 80 and 90 year old people who are enormously obese. Not very much. They don't make it that age. No. Jimmy Carter is almost 100 years old. He's skinny, skinny as a rail. Skinny as a rail, yep. mm -hmm. uh, Carol Burnett is 90. Mm -hmm. Skinny as a rail. Betty White almost reached 100. Skinny. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Yep. So, uh, and anyhow, you know, I'm fat. It's not like I've got anything to brag about. No, me neither. I mean, I, it, 
it's the way it is. And you know what? If I could, well, I could change it. I guess I, you know, I would love to change it. How's that? I have changed it before. And I'm down a little from where I was, you know, so I'm working on it again. So it's a never-ending struggle for me, but I never wish to be overweight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody really wishes it. Except this person. (laughs) Yeah. But I still, I still contend if you were to really get into her real feelings, she is lying to herself or people or both. Yeah. If someone offered her a pill that made her thin overweight, she'd take it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like guaranteed to thin you down. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be like, hey, you know what? I, I'm just doing it for health. Yeah. Whatever. But you know, she wouldn't be doing it for health. She'd be doing it because she thinks she looks better. You know, people will do what they think makes them look better over what's healthy. Yeah, that's true. Billy Crystal had a character based on that. It's better to look good than to feel good. (laughs) For so many people, that's their daily mantra. I don't care how I feel. I just want to look good. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's true. And and I like that mantra, too. It's like, you know, I got nothing to live up. When you're talking about the food pyramid, we grew up with that food pyramid that was introduced in the 50s. Uh, that has been discredited I don't know how many times uh-huh. and people still use it because it was part of their childhood but it turns out that whole food pyramid thing oh, it was bullshit it was it was it was made in cooperation with the food producers and growers and they said here's what we want to sell here's what we can produce and sell so that's what you should be telling people they need to eat yeah and now they're like nah not that much starch not no, this yeah no. I mean, they had a whole section, nothing but starch. Uh-huh. And now it's like, no, those are empty calories. They yep. just jump on you. They never get off. I mean, yeah. But they were cheap to produce and easy to transport. So the food grower industry said, make those a big part of the daily intake so we can make our money. And the FDA said, okay. And then they taught it to us in grade school. They taught us how to eat poorly in grade school. The government taught us how to eat like eat shit. <laughs> Two douchebags and microphone.net. You're one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Two douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. Being said, he knows he's out of his espressos uh, in Jackson and Memphis. They're coming. Nashville, he's down to his last few. Oh wow! He can't get. He can't produce it quick enough. He's sorry. He said that uh, he's going to get him probably his. Uh, his whole uh, um, his whole plan is to have it well stocked in early summer to where he's never going to run out again. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. 
Yep. And I think the next podcast we do will probably be from the Filthy Bill. Yeah, we should definitely go back there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you already sent the invite out, but we already had the day planned. Yeah. The draft is coming next week, and we're going to be there. And then after that, we're going to dedicate some time to him. Yeah. Already talked about it. He's already going to book it as soon as we say yes. Yeah, we told him if he could get the draft there in Nashville, you know, we'd be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's already, he already said he's got enough credit for the, the Omni to keep us there for three weeks if we want. Nice. So nice. there. Okay. I have some random, weird, odd animal facts. Oh, I love animal facts. So do I. All right. You like animal facts, Rob? Oh, yeah. Okay. Who doesn't? Let's hear a rah-rah. Rah-rah. Rah. Oh, you need one more, Rob. There we go. Okay, all right. <laughs> Did you know that uh, penguins can jump as high as six feet in the air? Oh, damn. You imagine trying to pet a penguin and it jumps up to your face? Yikes. Yeah. Like, ah! Uh, Why would they need to jump? I don't know. Maybe from iceberg to iceberg? Yeah, oh, that could be, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, sense, they just dried off. They want to get their feet wet. I don't know. Yeah. They can't fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they got to have some other gimmick. Or... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, like, all right, you have wings, but you can't fly. So, well, <laughs> you can jump six foot in there. There you go. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's your compensation for not being able to fly. Yeah. I guess I'll take it. All right. Um, did you know that all polar bears are left-handed? Oh, crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Huh. Yeah, I seen one right one time. It was left-handed. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he drew a middle that, finger at the zoo. There was that famous baseball pitcher that was a polar bear, and he was a lefty. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> was his name Klondike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Klondike. Now pitching in relief, Klondike. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, Klondike has just eaten the first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, he's not stopping there, folks. First stand, first, second row, get out, leave right now. General admission is now being attacked by a polar bear. <laughs> he, hurry, he's grabbing people's Pepsis. <laughs> well, no, he's a polar bear, he has to drink Coke. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it's the Coca-Cola. Oh, he's grabbing bear. the Pepsis in protest and throwing them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right, did you know that an eagle can kill a young deer and fly carrying it? Oh, damn. Actually, I did know that because I saw that on a nature show one time. Crazy. Oh, yeah. It was brutal. The mom was right there. He just comes out, fucking grabs it. Yeah, what do you do? Mm. Little Junior's off in the clouds. Mm. And and, uh, the problem with an eagle is it doesn't kill you to eat you. It just starts eating you. Yeah. Yeah. Until it hits something really vital and you bleed out, you're there getting eaten. Yeah. Did you know that it was discovered on a space mission that a, a frog can throw up? Oh, the wow. frog vomits its entire stomach out, so the organ is dangling out of its mouth. Then the frog uses its forearms to dig out all the stomach's contents and swallows the stomach back down again. Oh, nasty. Uh, it's a survival <laughs> technique, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Lord. I wouldn't want to see my date doing that. <laughs> hey, I'm a frog. What do you expect? Read up, you asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you know that the leg bones are bad, are so thin they can't walk? Oh, I, 
you know, I've never seen a bat walking. Me neither. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They like well, to hang upside down. So if you ever hear someone go walk like a bat, you just fall on the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I did know this. Did you know that? The katydid bug hears through holes in its hind legs. Yes. You can see them, too. Yeah, you can see them. Yeah, they're weird. Yep. And then crickets make uh, that violin noise with their hind legs. Yeah. Which is their mating call. So. Did you know that starfish have no blood supply? No, I didn't know that. They use seawater for their circulatory system. Wow, that's interesting. So so there's like a constant supply. Uh Uh-huh. All around them. It's as if we were swimming in blood constantly. So we never had to have our own blood supply. It just came and went. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird? I mean, actually, if you think of oxygen, we need oxygen for our blood, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of almost like that. Yeah. We're kind of like swimming in oxygen. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, I mean, every bed of nature has its own aspect of that, so I can totally believe that. Yeah. So, do you know that? Slugs have four noses. Oh, why would they need four noses? I don't know. I could not make any heads or tails on why they'd have four noses. Because they don't breathe through them. They just no. smell things. Yeah. Funny. And why would they need to smell things? I mean, they're slugs. I don't know. Maybe to find other slugs to mate with? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Or they're like going through and go, oh shit, antifreeze. Other way. <laughs> Back left. Hard left. Why? There's I smell salt. <laughs> yeah, I smell salt. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. Joey's been dissolved. <coughs> yeah, you never buy your pet slug in you saltwater taffy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I learned the hard way. My poor little pet slug shriveled up. They love that taffy, but, man, they didn't last long. Okay. Did you know why ostriches stick their heads in the sand? No. They look for water. Oh, okay. What a way, though, man. It's like, oh! <laughs> hey, everybody, it's over here. <laughs> There's a lot of it over here, guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wonder if the, you know, emus do that too, right? I think so. Yeah. So, does Lemu Emu do that and Doug get after him? Must must be. Yeah. Must uh, be. They had a commercial where he did put his head in the ground. Oh, that's oh, right. That's okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they did address that. I'm, I'm very happy for Liberty Mutual that yeah. they addressed that. That's good. Yeah. They did. Their, they did their homework. Did you I know remember. that uh, woodpeckers will wrap their tongue around their brain to cushion it while they're pecking on a hard tree? That makes a lot of sense, and I love that. I'd love mm-hmm. to get a nature. I'll find a nature photo of that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the, the cutaway diagram. There's a there's a, an opening around the, the the bird's skull and brain, and uh-huh. it slides its tongue up in there as an extra cushion. So that when makes it's hammering sense. Hammering on a tree, oh, okay. the brain doesn't slosh around. I was around. imagining a different. Okay, that you wouldn't be able to see that so well. Yeah, this is okay. done internally. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, back to emus. You know the llamas spit at you if they get mad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and Davey found out the hard way. <laughs> These gravel roads that we used to drive around and drink a couple of beers on or just listen to tunes. Um, you've probably been down there, Robbie, the gravel roads around Cleveland, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Well, 
Uh, there's this llama farm that used to be just to the north of Cleveland, out near, just past State Line. And for those of you people that know, it'd be Mission Road out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're out on Mission Road, and we see this llama farm, and me and Davey stop. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool llamas. So we're like, hey, let's make noises at them and see what they do. <laughs> Tease the llamas. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting there teasing the llamas, and they're all, they're a little ways away. They're like a half a pasture away, and they're all just sitting there eating and looking at us, you know, kind of like cows do. Some mm-hmm. of them are eating, some of them are looking at us, some of them are looking the other way. Got a couple of them looking at us, and we're going, <laughs> and then Davey breaks out with this like fucking 10 minute noise of some weird shit. And somewhere in the middle of that 10 minutes, the llamas all got on red alert and charged us and spit at us. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm dairy free. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> what are those? Little donuts? Hey, thank donuts. you. Appreciate yep. it. Hey, you got anything you want to talk about? Quite a few people run into our banner. Yeah. Because they're not looking. They're just walking I, along, not looking. And I see the fluttering from the banner. Pretty much invariably, when they run into it, they turn and look with this disgusted look on their face. Like, what the hell? They're mad because they weren't looking where they were going. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that is. Our poor banner's getting it knocked over. Should have pointed at him and laughed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got derailed by a couple of douches. It's on a six-foot-tall stand. It's about one foot by four feet, and they don't see it. <laughs> they walk right into it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yep. And it's not like we're blocking the pathway. It's all over no. here against the no against the Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. That is great. In a study of 200,000 ostriches over a period of 80 years... There are no reported cases of an ostrich burying its head in the sand. Yeah, so that's just even, a myth. Yeah, okay. Huh. So ostriches, this counter, I didn't read this before I downloaded all mm-hmm. of it. So an ostrich does not stick its uh, head in the sand for water. No. They used to say it would do that when it was afraid because it thought it was hiding. Which was, you know, I mean, that was good for Saturday morning cartoons, but didn't have any truth behind it. <laughs> now I'm kind of disgruntled because this has both of them on here. I don't know what to believe and not to believe. Yeah. Well, emu and, and ostrich are different creatures. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyhow, it is possible to lead a cow upstairs but not downstairs, and I can believe that. Mm. Because a cow has those uh, really low kneecap-like deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine trying to walk downstairs, they fall. They yeah. can't lock it in right. Yeah, 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 they would just tumble. But yeah, I've seen cows walking up ramps and up, up, you know, rocky, steep slopes, but walk down? No. They, they would roll. Yeah, they <laughs> would roll. find another way around. <laughs> it's possible, let's see, no, no, I already read that. A shrimp's heart is in its head. Didn't know oh, that. Bizarre. That makes sense, though, because you see, all you see from the shrimp on their bodies is the shit tube. Yeah, from like the legs yeah. down, it's just yeah. tail meat. Yeah, so you yeah. couldn't really see. Yeah, they'd have to be up there somewhere. Yeah. I love how they, the food industry calls it a vein in the tail of a shrimp. No, it's their it's their colon. It's their large intestine. It's full oh, of snake. Uh, I know people poop. that will not eat shrimp unless the <laughs> shit tube's been drained out. 
Yeah. You can squeeze it out of there. Mm-hmm. And then you can see, you don't even barely see the shit tube after yeah. you squeeze it out of there. I think it's just funny that restaurants and food producers call it a vein. I know. It's like, <laughs> nope, that's a shit tube. It's not a vein. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that a shrimp can sleep for three years? No, sleep. I didn't know shrimp needed to sleep. You'd think at a certain oh, point. Oh, no, a snail. A snail. Well, still a snail. I mean, if a brain is that primitive, why does it need sleep? Is that why it needs three noses? Could be. Hmm. You can smell the alarm clock? Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I smell a beeping. <laughs> okay. The chicken is one of the few things that man eats before it's born after it's dead. Wow. Isn't that? that think of that cycle. You grab its eggs. Yeah. Put it in the fridge. You kill it for dinner. And then you eat it for breakfast the next morning. It's offspring. Gosh. Yeah. So when you're yeah. having a good, good big old omelet, you're having chicken abortions. Yeah. Wow. Is, is veal... Veal is, is a calf that's been born, right? Yes. Okay. It's a young cow that they basically... It's horrible. Yeah. I'll never eat veal. No, I won't either. Um, the way they mistreat the animal, just they kill it. They want it tender, so they hang it up. They beat it regularly they don't until let it, it dies. Walk. Yeah, they don't yeah. let them walk. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. And I think it should be outlawed myself, but... Mm. Yeah, I do uh, anyhow, people go, well, it's natural to eat. Well, you know what? No, it's not natural to hang a fucking animal no, up. No. You know, if you want to kill it to eat it, because I'm a meat eater too, okay. Yeah, if you want to go walk up and eat it right you know, right then and there, but don't give it a life of misery. Then yeah. And I mean, and that's why, you know, I like uh, the cattle grazers that are um, ethical. Uh-huh. And I'm for uh, the uh, egg producers and the chicken producers mm-hmm. that are ethical. Yeah. So. Or like wild game, you know, because the animal is having the time of its life right up until the moment the bullet found yeah, it. Yeah, yep, and then by that time it's natural selection because if not, it's probably going to die in a year from a predator anyhow. Yeah. It's just not going to be your gun. Yeah. So. No antibiotics. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Uh, did you know that some dogs can predict when a child will have an epileptic seizure? I didn't know this. Oh, I've seen those seizure yeah. dogs epileptic seizure or even protect the child from injury they're not trained to do this they simply learn to respond after observing at least one attack which i knew because mm. i watched a special on it and a dog can watch one attack and know yeah. to go over there and to protect the child yeah and i will go a step further most dogs that have not been trained to hurt by man protect children oh yeah they know yeah, they do. yes i've had so many dogs that someone will walk up to the child and they jump in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's their natural, you know, they're good animals. Yeah. So, unless you raise them to yeah. kill. Yeah. And that's different. Did you know that? And I did know this because I looked it up. <laughs> I actually had a, I had an article on this. Origin of words. Uh-huh. Did you know that a pregnant goldfish is called a twit? That's right. I looked that up a long time ago where the origin of twit came from. That's funny. Yeah. And the original one came from a pregnant goldfish. You're familiar with the, the fish called a guppy? Yes. Um, their reproductive cycle is uh, <clears throat> the male 
has a modified fin that acts as a, you know, a delivery tube for his little fishy sperm. And he uses that to, to inject the sperm into the female. She stores it, uses just enough to fertilize the eggs, uh-huh. and they grow inside her, and she squirts them out as, you know, little little baby guppies. They're, oh, not, wow. they're not fish eggs. They come out, you know, already swimming. But she never has to breed again. She gets enough sperm from that single initial breeding to make babies for the rest of her life. Oh, wow. Because she stores it and only uses as much as she needs. And then after that, she's like, kitchen's closed. Get yep. out of here. Yep. Now the males will continue to try to breed with her, but none of them are doing any good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Don't you need babies? No. Pharmacy's closed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that mul- uh, rats multiply so quickly that eight- in 18 months, two rats could have over a million descendants. Oh, that's nasty. So in the Middle Ages, when the idiots thought cats were evil, yeah, and they killed them all, and they all got the black plague from rats. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Did you know that there are only three types of snakes on the island of Tanasia? They all three are deadly poisonous. So Ooh. if you see a snake in Tasmania, Tasmania, uh, yeah. yeah, don't get near it. It's going to kill you if it bites you, probably. Did you know that all snakes are meat eaters? There's not a single snake that eats vegetables or scavengers for food or any of that. They're all hunters. They all hunt live prey. Every single snake. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got one for you. This is not the same as animal facts. Every time you lick a stamp, you're consuming one-tenth of a calorie. (laughs) <laughs> wow. You're probably burning it off, too, but yeah. it's probably a wash. But... Uh. Did you know that a kiss stimulates 29 muscles and chemicals that cause relaxation? That's pretty cool. Women seem to like light and frequent kisses more than strenuous ones. That makes sense. <laughs> like, hey, man, man. Can't move that tongue anymore. You're gonna fucking move it down the road, man. God damn it, man! You fucking loose lip son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, on, on the one hand, if you know the the shorter duration, more frequent, that means the woman has more chance to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what to do next. And let's face it, nobody likes a sloppy kisser. Yeah. Your old fucking face is wet. Yeah. You know, they got to be really hot to overcome the sloppy kiss. Yeah, other than that, it's kind of like a. I don't know, man. I gotta go. I, I gotta go see my psychologist. I'll see you later. What? I remember being shocked as a ninth grader. I heard two girls on the school bus talking about a guy who they thought was really cute, but he was such a, a wet and sloppy kisser. They thought it was gross, <laughs> and it was just fascinating to my, you know, thirteen-year-old mind. It's like, wow, I'm learning cool girl stuff. <laughs> well, I first learned that girls talk about men the same way men talk about girls, you know, yeah. this junior high level stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was on the back of a bus like you, and I heard him talking about some guy having a tiny dick, some chick that they knew slept with him, yeah. and they said, man, he is teeny tiny and he's really fast, <laughs> so he's hot, but don't get near him. Wasted time. And they didn't know I was back there. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm sitting there listening for more than one of them saw me, like, uh-huh. going, <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and she did some sort of a hand motion and yeah. both shut up. Uh, like, fuck. Damn. But like I was gonna learn some valuable information. Yeah, at the no time. kidding. Yeah. 
<laughs> did you know that, I knew this, did you know that if you uh, sneeze too hard, you could fracture a rib? Oh, I didn't know that. If you, if you try to suppress a sneeze, you can rupture a blood vessel in your head and neck or die. Yeah. Weird. If you keep your eyes open by force, they can pop out. I've heard that, and I've also heard that that's never been demonstrated. I don't think it's been demonstrated yeah. either, and I don't, I mean... I think it's virtually impossible to keep your eyes open while you're sneezing. I think it is, too. Yeah, I think you would have to literally hold them open with a mechanical device. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they will pop open. I mean, uh, but no one's going to ever do Yeah. I don't know if their eyelids are strong enough to hold their eyeballs in if they really wanted to go somewhere. I don't know if all of that's completely true, but it's fun to talk about. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that wearing headphones for just an hour will increase the bacteria in your ear by 700 times? And I did read that. Oh, But wow. it's earbuds, not earphones. Oh, okay, good. Like what we're wearing right now? Yeah. This says earphones. But it's yeah, earbuds. nobody has these big earbuds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you know that men can read smaller print than women? And women can hear better. Oh, yes, I do know that. Oh, yes, I do know that. You mother bitch under your fucking breath just one time. They can hear that ten miles away. And you get the snap head and the what? I said you look beautiful. Why? Why did you ask? It's not what I heard. Then why'd you ask? Yeah. I did that once to my brother. I said something. It was like he, they were, my brother and my sister were talking about this girl that we all knew and and I made the comment that she's pretty homely. And their heads whipped around and say, what? What did you say? I said, well, she's pretty gossipy. No, that's not what you said. And I said, then why did you ask what I said? You said that she was homely. Then why did you yeah, ask why what did you I ask? said? Yeah, no, that's bullshit. That's yeah. set up. That's and I, I never budged from that. You asked me to repeat it, which means you didn't hear me the first time. So, no, you don't know what I said. And that's I just never a, budged from that. That's a media trick, too. <laughs> It drove them crazy. I love it. <laughs> because they only said what because they wanted me to repeat it. But I took it as, oh, you didn't hear me. <laughs> Got pissed off for about a half hour. That was fun. That's <laughs> now, this next one, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, it could be uh-huh. if you think about it. Babies are born without kneecaps. They appear between the ages of two and six. It does look, appear like that, but I would imagine they have something in there that grows. Yeah, there's probably like the bud of a kneecap. Yeah. yeah, and they don't actually call it a kneecap yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. It's not like it appears. Yeah. Uh, the longest bout of hiccups lasted nearly 69 years. Oh, that's a whole lifetime. I that. I that. Would that suck? That would be miserable. Yeah, oh. and then one day... And they were gone, and she couldn't believe it. I think she died like a year after that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just keeping your heart going by hiccuping. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Finally, it's like, hey, the heart's like looking around going, she must be dead. Yeah. I don't hear anything. Hey, turn the lights out, man. (laughs) Did you know that there uh, there are more living organisms on the skin of a single human being than there are human beings on the surface of the earth? I've heard that. Oh, yeah. I've also read that your intestines can stretch around the earth ten times, which I don't believe. No, it's not quite that long. But this this could be true, but I don't know if it's true or not. These are just fun. Yeah. The, uh, your, uh, 
your pair of lungs has the same surface area inside that a tennis court does. So that's the amount of oxygen-absorbing surface area you have in your lungs, a tennis court's worth packed into your lungs. Wow. But when you smoke, it breaks down those structures and smooths them out so their surface area shrinks. A person with advanced emphysema, their tennis court has shrunk down to the size of a handkerchief. Wow. From smoking. Yeah. Emphysema is no joke. No, it isn't. That is a horrible death. I know somebody died from that and they couldn't even walk across the room. Bill Bill Grigsby got it. Oh, is that what happened to him? Yeah, he was a heavy smoker until we learned about emphysema, and then he quit, but it was kind of too late. A little late. too late, yeah. Yeah. Well, Peter Jennings, he um, he uh, used to smoke a lot. Well, he's dead now, but, you yeah. know, famous news anchor for ABC News many years, yeah. English guy. Uh, yeah. So he uh, smoked for a long time, mm-hmm. and then he stopped. And then what he said in his book before he passed away was he developed lung cancer, yeah. Uh, but it was advanced. There's nothing they could do by the time they found it. But uh, anyhow, he quit, and then he started again. He said over 9-11, he was so nervous and twitchy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, when he started again, it just kind of ignited the thing that was already in his body, and he got yeah. it. I mean, this is like maybe seven, eight, nine years later. Wow. But it, they seem to think that, like, when he started it back up, it just kind of added to it and then brought it to him quicker. He may have developed it later. Kind of kick-started the Instead of in the, the 60s, maybe cancer. the 80s yeah. or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know that there's a company that will, uh, for $14,000, take your ashes and compress them into synthetic diamond to be sent in for jewelry for a loved one, and I do know that. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And uh, because, I mean, most famously, Lemmy from Motorhead, when he uh, passed away, he had his ashes divided up into like five different different piles and put into bullets for his best friends to shoot him. Remember Ricky Rockman uh, Uh shot like four shots of Lemmy into something Uh online? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Keith Richards famously snorted a line of his dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that there are laws about properly disposing of human remains, but I guess at well, a certain they, point, yeah, when they do then this, they no longer consider human remains. You can do whatever you want with them. Well, it's kind of argued if you're even getting ashes from them because there's so many other things in play when they do this. Yeah. You know, they don't just throw you in there like the you know your slab, just boom. Yeah. They put you in a box. Yeah, well, they... So yeah. there's other ashes, and also if you were to be just disintegrated like that, your ashes wouldn't equal hardly anything. Yeah, there'd be almost nothing there. Yeah, so they put a lot of filler material in. Yeah, so you know who knows how many ashes you really get in there anyhow. I guess I guess that explains why the laws are so lax and why people are allowed to go you know fling ashes around wherever they want. Like Disneyland is one of the top one places of the top ones, yeah. where people go fling ashes around. So if you go to Disneyland, you might get a face full of ant dirt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, duck. They just threw a fucking urn up. Yeah. Yeah. Or people go to baseball games and lean over the railing and dump it onto the field. I know. That's, you know, that's a burned up human body. Yeah, it's like, what the hell are you doing there the baseball game with a fucking, burned up human body? Go dump fucking. <laughs> go, go dump Ed and Helga somewhere else, you yeah. fucking asshole. We don't want her here. Um, <laughs> did you know that? And I did know this. Most of the dust particles in your house are dead skin. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. And then the rest are dust mites. Both of them yeah. suck. 
<laughs> Women blink twice as often as men. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. That might have something to do with the fact that women are wearing eye makeup, which could be an eye irritant. Okay, I can believe that. Yeah. Did you know that? A sneeze, a sneeze travels out of your mouth at over 100 miles per hour. Yes. Yep. A cough is about 60. Yeah, a sneeze is over 100, and no wonder whenever someone sneezes, everybody in the room gets it. Yep. Did you know that? And this is an easy one. Everybody, I'm pretty sure, knows this. It takes approximately 12 hours for food to entirely digest. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that your heart beats over 100,000 times a day? Oh, wow. Yeah, if you take like 70 beats a minute times 60 minutes times 24 hours. Yeah, I guess so. And this one I knew too. Like fingerprints, everyone's tongue print is different. Oh, yeah. yeah. And did you know it's physically impossible to lick your elbow? Unless you cut your arm off. Yeah, well, yeah, then you can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my parents used to tell me to, you know, if I was bored and couldn't wait for something, they'd say, well, pass the time by putting your elbow in your ear. You can't do that either. <laughs> I said, I can put someone else's elbow in my ear, but I can't put my own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. Here's one. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but it actually makes a really good, uh, it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, makes a really good thought. There are... 336 dimples in a regulation golf ball. Wow, that's a lot. Well, think about it. There's dimples inside of dimples, actually, on those. Well, there's bigger yeah. ones and smaller ones and ones in between. Yeah. And those all have been wind tunnel tested. It makes your ball actually go farther. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And fly straighter. Or... That's why a lot of people insist on certain balls mm -hmm. and also on drivers and putters and all that. Is yeah. Because the aerodynamicness of a golf ball has been, you know, mm -hmm. formulated for years and years and years. If you look at a golf ball today and one of either 10 years ago, the patterns are completely different because they found better ways to make them and make them sail further and yep. longer. You know. <laughs> Do you know a Costa Rican worker who makes baseballs earns about $2,750 annually? The average American pro baseball players um, earns two million three hundred seventy-seven thousand per year. Wow! So that's uh, like a one thousand, yeah, a thousand times more basically between the person who makes the baseball and the person who hits the baseball. Isn't that something else? The difference of a thousand times earning power. Wow! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Did you know that? In the 18th century England, gambling dens employed someone whose job was to swallow the dice if there was a policeman. <laughs> How do you like to be that guy? You're like, all right, okay, you, you're going to be over there on the left side over near the table. Okay, you're going to be running the drinks. Uh, Mark, you're going to swallow the dice. What? That guy's been spitting on him all night for good luck. That's bullshit. <laughs> Look, he's rubbing him on his balls for luck. I, I don't want to swallow the dice, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Every year, 56 uh, million people attend Major League Baseball games. 56 million? I believe that. I wonder if that's 56 million different people or some of those are repeat customers. I think they're repeat. 
Yeah. So a total attendance would be 56 million. I could not see 56 million. million. Yeah. yeah. And so I it might be the same 13 million over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, because a lot of people, you know, that have Yankee season tickets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Red Sox. On the East Coast, they really, you know, they enjoy yeah. be- baseball a lot more than we do yeah. anymore. I mean, we used to enjoy baseball a lot, but not so much. But uh, anyhow. Isn't it funny? If you buy season tickets to the football, by God, you're going to every game. If you buy season tickets to bas- to baseball, then you can on making maybe half of them. Yeah. The other half, you're like, eh. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you give the tickets away. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I can't go. Hey, you even throw in free parking every now and then to get someone to take the summer benches. Yeah. Hey, we got some free parking. Free parking, too? Okay, I'll go. Because most people, you give them a ticket, they're like, well, how much is parking? Oh, it's 35 bucks. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, do you know the, that Babe Ruth wore a cabbage leaf under his cap to keep his head cool? He changed it every two innings. A cabbage leaf? Bizarre. I don't know how he got that one. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I did know this to be true. In yeah. 1920, Babe Ruth out-homered every American League team. Wow. That's pretty good. That's amazing. And I also knew this. All Major League Baseball umpires must wear black underwear while on a job in case their pants split. <laughs> And that is true. You can look that up right now. It's true. <laughs> Imagine having a rule for that. That's <laughs> you know it had to happen a bunch of times before yeah, they made the rule. Yeah, like, oh, look at that guy. Yeah. He's wearing doily underwear. Yay. <laughs> look at the skid mark. Oh. oh, look. He's older. Look at his ball sack. Well, he looks younger, but by his ball sack, I'd say he's 10 years older. Yes, you can tell by the droop. Yeah, look at him. He's almost to his knees. He's got to be at least 63. (laughs) Um, Did you know that dueling is legal in Paraguay as long as both parties are registered blood donors? (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Yeah. That'd be awesome, you know, with all the people getting offended by everything in this country, we should bring dueling back. We should. You know, yeah. that Bud Light can offends you, go out and challenge someone to a duel over it. <laughs> Maybe you'll die. Yep. yep. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you know what? Our, boy, could, we probably could. We could probably get rid of all stupid people and still be around. There wouldn't be very many people left. Yeah, but I mean, who'd be fucking making our food? And uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. There'd only be what, like, you know, a couple hundred of us left on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, we all may we all may be included in the stupid people. Yeah, probably be gone. So. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people smarter than me. Yeah. I'd be like, man, can't wait till all these people clear it. Gink. <laughs> The average lifespan of a major league baseball. Can you guess? Oh, I've heard this. It's short. It is. Ten minutes. It's it, not minutes. It's, it's measured, pitches. measured in pitches. Yeah. Is it like 20? It's seven. Seven. Yeah, that's... And small. you watch a game, you start counting them. Uh-huh. One's ten, one's five. It depends, you know, sometimes one of them gets hit right off the bat and scuffed yeah. up. It gets thrown back. Every now and then you get one that'll go about eight or nine pitches, but not very often. 
Yeah, it makes sense that once there's any kind of scuff or defect on it, that's something the pitcher can use to control the ball. Yeah, and that's that's how come you always see hitters all the time to inspect the baseball. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, the uh, most times, the umpire throws it away. Yeah. He throws the ball boy and gives them another one. But that's okay because then they sell those as game-used baseballs. That's right. And make a killing. Yeah. Yeah, they do make a killing. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't go to any charity either. Mm. You ever see that? It doesn't say it's going to MS or something. No. Yeah. It's like the uh, the NFL teams that wear pink all during October during uh, breast cancer awareness, and then they say, oh, they sell the, the items later. Well, breast cancer gets maybe 5 to 10%. Yeah, and the ones that they do, they get yeah. virtually nothing. That's the not NFL really. just pockets tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. And so I noticed last year a lot of those uh, breast cancer organizations refuse to as part uh, associate with the NFL anymore because they get nothing out of it. Yeah. It's like you're using us to make yourself millions. Well, Why would we bother? They don't mind the contribution, but what they mind is them using them to make a, a fucking torrential profit. Yes. Okay, did you know retired basketball, and this one's an easy one, anyone with any type of brain at all would know this. Mm -hmm. Retired basketball sensation Michael Jordan makes more Michael Jordan makes more money from Nike each year than all the Nike factory workers in Malaysia combined. <laughs> oh. Wow, he out earned their entire workforce. And that, uh, that one's an easy one Jeez. to predict too. It's sad. Yeah, it is very sad. Mm. You know, I, I think the saddest part about that is not that those people have so little money, but the fact that so much money is going to one person who doesn't need it. That's right. You know, it's just, why, why would you pour hundreds of gallons of clean water into a lake instead of drinking it yourself? Yeah. You know, the lake doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Gosh. For the, the makers, makers, guess who bit my asshole board game, game and guess whose genitals are on my face? Yes. Two, Two douchebags and microphone action figure. figure. That's, That's right. Each action figure comes with a scratch and sniff pelvic area, a free bag of Cheetos, and three, three free, free mullets. mullets. That's, That's right. Three free mullets. You, you can put, put these on each douchebag and have fun. New from Jizbro. Act now and get a free at-home taint, taint piercing. piercing. That's right. Free at-home taint, taint piercing. piercing. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Hey. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew. Man, that smells.